This is episode 40, Kundalini Yoga Demystified, subtitled, How to Dissolve Your Inner Stress. Mahan Kiran Khalsa has taught healing workshops, Kundalini Yoga, and Ma Bound Lotus to tens of thousands of people around the world. At the age of 18, Yogi Bhajan, master of Kundalini, named her as his personal assistant and trained her in the sacred art. Today, you'll discover what Kundalini Yoga is and what it is not all on the Alternative Health Tools podcast, where together we discover and share new alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. I think the first thing is just to try. You know, if, mm-hmm. if for listeners out there, there's very simple stuff that you don't even have to go to a full yoga class. You can look on YouTube or find something that resonates for you. It's like, okay, do you have fear? Do you have anxiety? Do you have stress? Do you want to work on your metabolism? Do you have anger? Do you want to increase your flexibility? Like kind of sit for a moment, close your eyes and feel within you what feels stuck or what you want to resolve or work on. And then you can find a specific posture or a mantra or a mudra, which is a hand position or a breathing technique, which is really easy to start, right? You don't Mm -hmm. have to have any, you know, you don't even need a yoga mat for a lot of this. So I want to welcome everybody back to AlternativeHealthTools.com podcast. And uh, today we have a guest I'm real excited to be with. Uh, Mahani is her nickname. She's going to tell you a little bit more about what she does and where she came from. She has a really interesting story. Lisa Thorpe connected me with her. She has a gorgeous website. And uh, we'll include all the links and everything we talk about in the show. But I wanted to welcome you. Thank you. I'm excited. My first podcast. Your first podcast. Great. Well, our intention is, um, as I said earlier, is that we'll also probably, if you're up for it, we'll schedule a blab, which is a live interactive um, session where people can ask questions about two weeks after the release of this. So, so I'm reading that uh, at the age of 18, um, you met Yogi Bhajan, right? Well, no, I met him... That's when I started being his personal healer and personal assistant when I was 18. I actually met him when I was very young. He would Mm -hmm. come and stay at our family home in Florida, in Altamont Springs, for Mm -hmm. winter solstice. Mm, Nice. So my parents had an arranged marriage, and they... You know, started doing kundalini yoga, very strict ashram upbringing. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of born and raised in kundalini yoga. Nice. And... Yeah, when I was 18 was kind of when I started going on the direct healer track of serving a master, yoga master. So. Mm-hmm. If you could talk a little bit about what that is and how it's different sure. from other forms, because there's many, so many different forms. And right, I, right. And when I was about 25, I studied um, Iyengar yoga a mm-hmm. little bit, and, uh, but, but uh, I suspect Kundalini is completely different or somewhat it's funny that you asked that because I'm about to teach a course of demystifying what Kundalini yoga really is all about because oh, it can, it can be a little intimidating because a lot of the teachers wear white or a head cover or a turban head wrap. So people immediately think I have to look like that to practice, which mm-hmm. is completely not true. Mm-hmm. It's a yoga known for the householders. It's really 
for the householders because there's simple techniques that you can do within three minutes to, it, it's for people who are, have busy everyday lives to feel better. You don't have to be in a yoga mat, on a yoga mat or in a yogi cave for hours. Mm-hmm. I love practicing Iyengar, Ashtanga, Hatha myself. And I find that Kundalini is really great for traversing the aspects within your own inner awareness to mm-hmm. achieve the, like to go through the stages of enlightenment, mm-hmm. which all yoga is for in the end, right? It's for union, union of yourself and union with, and what is union? Union is really the merging of you with the inside of you and the outside of, in the outside world. So your, your inside world merges with the outside world. Mm-hmm. So do you start from working from the inside out or do you, yeah. Well, everything actually is inside. Mm-hmm. If you really look at your whole life, your day, your week, your work week, any trigger, any desire, any thought, any emotion comes from where? Inside. In you. Mm-hmm. So in relationships, in work, people, like, we all focus on the outside. We want the outside to change. We want this. We have these goals, which are great, New Year's goals. We have all this desire and I mean, in this society, we're built like that. I was built and I wanted, I was a CPA and was going to do a law degree and become an international tax attorney. Mm. You know, I did 10 years of financial management. So I wanted the white picket fence in the American dream as well. Run a marathon, have two kids, two house, two houses, vacation home, and then you're happy, right? Doesn't Mm. work that <laughs> so okay so i this usually comes at the end of the conversation but i'm going to ask you up front what exactly was the point uh the defining moment where all that changed for you uh that all changed when i was in a wheelchair and i Whoa. couldn't yeah i was told after 300 doctors and healers in five states and hundreds of thousands of dollars that i would never walk again and it was a life-changing moment where I had to really accept, like, okay, if I'm meant to be crippled, I'm going to be happy uh-huh. as, as me because that's basically they wanted to insert a remote control nerve pump to dull the nerves. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was kind of brutal. Yeah. But what it did, it gave me such a deep compassion for people Mm -hmm. because my desire to walk again is just as that pain that I was feeling and that trauma of, you know, wanting to run a marathon to couldn't even take a shower, right, myself, was, it's like I just had to completely surrender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You found yourself with uh, no out, essentially? Well, there's no out. You can only go in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I call a nice reframe. <laughs> right? So you were really forced to look at doing uh, something completely different. Well, that's what turned me actually to be more passionate about the yoga. Mm-hmm. So being raised with it, it was like brushing your teeth. I, I took it for granted. I didn't really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But when I was in a wheelchair, it was like oh, I turned back to yoga, healed myself with it, and proved the doctors wrong. How long of a process was that? It was a good year until I could walk without pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, there's, there's so much here, and I don't know where you want to go with it, but I'm just curious yeah. about how you became um, Yogi Bhajan. How, obviously, you knew him from a young age, but how was it decided that, you know, you could start working with him in terms of healing and maybe even talk a little bit about what you did? Sure. 
Um, well, I want to answer your question a little bit more about what Kundalini Yoga is because Great. maybe a lot of it, we just kind of skipped over that. It's not just for the householder, but it really is how you can put your body or your hands or your, you know, we use the tongue as, you know, a stimulator for the upper palate, which has an effect scientifically proven on the hypothalamus and the thalamus and the master glands and the thyroid and parathyroid. So it's how to really change the flow of prana or life force within your own body and mind and psyche that is stuck in some way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it's great for, you know, releasing deep fears and old patterns and opening up your kidney meridian or, you know, there's, there's so many, they're, they're like little mini recipes. So there, imagine you have this huge recipe book with like 4,000 different options of how you can arrive towards your own self-awareness. Wow, there's like over 4,000 ways to get there? Yes, there's 4,000 different, you know, kriya. They're called kriyas, which is a posture that's held a certain way or a certain mantra or a certain mudra, pranayama. It's all, all yoga is the same. It's all about union. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. How, how you get there, whether it's holding, you know, sweating in Bikram or it's the Iyengar or it, it's all about how you can master your mind. Mm-hmm. Because when you master your mind, then you recognize your mind is not you. And there's this inner stillness. There's this depth within you that really, in reality, what everyone is searching for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, whether, I know. Regardless of race, creed, color, age, in the end, we're all searching for that inner connection Mm-hmm. within your own self. And when you recognize that, that you are the same as everybody else, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like really experience and not just, oh, you just, yeah, we're all the same, but really in your cells and in your mind, experience it, then you you are allowed to exist as you and the universe comes to serve you and it's not this constant struggle in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So along, yeah, along the lines of I am another you. Right. You are me. And I am you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure there's been some songs written. (laughs) (laughs) And Yogi Bhajan's business card is like, if you cannot see God in all, you cannot see God at all. Oh, wow. Love it. I might want to use that one. (laughs) Interesting. So, yeah, what what more about Kundalini? Because I know a lot of people think, oh, it's like it has a lot to do with sexual energy. And and oh, nothing at all. It's that's actually Mm -hmm. quite. Well, that's what, there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is. Yes. It's not sexual at all. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are certain mudras to balance the second chakra as the same Mm -hmm. as the fifth chakra or Mm -hmm. the third chakra, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. if you have an overactive second chakra, you waste your prana. If it's underactive, you're not creative. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's more, there's, I think you're maybe confusing with tantra because there's, the word tantra, right. there's white right. tantric right. yoga within kundalini yoga, but it's really the red tantra that has nothing to do with kundalini yoga that mm-hmm. is about sexual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. I was confusing it. Gee, I guess I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. So anything else about kundalini? Like it's, um, well, I, I think for, for most people it's really, and it can be overwhelming because a lot of um, – I think the first thing is just to try, you know, if Mm -hmm. if for listeners out there, there's very simple stuff that you don't even have to go to a full yoga class. You can look on YouTube or find something that resonates for you. It's like, okay, do you have fear? Do you have anxiety? Do you have stress? Do you want to work on your metabolism? Do you have anger? Do you want to increase your flexibility? Like kind of 
sit for a moment, close your eyes and feel within you what feels stuck or what you want to resolve or work on. And then you can find a specific posture or a mantra or a mudra, which is a hand position or a breathing technique, which is really easy to start, right? You don't Mm -hmm. have to have any you know, you don't even need a yoga mat for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. I so, noticed, yeah, I noticed on your website you actually have a lot of videos, and they're beautifully done. Thank so, you. Yeah, so they're instructional. So it's really good for people to, uh, you know, to experience those. And, of course, we'll stick the link in the, in the show notes. Well, uh, that was my passion um, for, with the amount of yoga and retreats I was doing. I was, I'm a single mom. I was still stressed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there has to be an answer because I don't have time to do an hour and a half yoga class right now. I don't have, you know, I'm a businesswoman as well. I need something now. I needed to do it while I'm on the toilet so I don't yell at my daughter who's having a tantrum, Mm. right? So I started looking at all my notes and looking at Yogi Bhajan's lectures, and I found everything that he said you can do in three minutes or less. That's incredible. Well, that's really so. Give us give us an example because I mean everybody's everyone's got three minutes, right? Even the president has. Even <laughs> Donald Trump has three minutes. Right? Yeah, and he needs this badly. <laughs> uh, one example is um, something for a good mood, which I. Sometimes me and my daughter do it, you know, on our way to school. Mm-hmm. Not when you're driving, of course, is you place your hands out in front of you, your right hand over your left. So mm-hmm. your palms are like you're like, you know, about to hold an apple or something in mm-hmm. your hands. And you think of any negative thoughts or emotions and you breathe in through your nose and you blow forcefully out through your mouth. So your breath is going out over your hands. Mm-hmm. So it's like you inhale and like blow out and you can feel within your body, we have emotions and they actually are in the cells. You can feel, okay, when you have anxiety, where do you feel it, right? Mm -hmm. You have anger, you can feel it and there's different organs that actually hold it. So this is great for anyone, anywhere to just blow out and after three minutes, you're in a better mood. So Uh that's, sometimes it works after a minute, so. Yeah. So very useful stuff if you're getting ready to go, if you're a business person getting ready to go into a meeting mm-hmm. and you want to you enter the meeting in a particular frame of right. mind. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. So tell, uh, I'm just sort of curious more how, how in terms of mastering, mastering the mind, mm-hmm. the connection between Kundalini Yoga and uh, mastering the mind. And I, I know you've talked a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. But, but because, I, I mean, the reason I'm asking is because I, I personally have been on this track about really just realizing that you know, we create a lot of suffering in our lives by the right. stories we create in our mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's not just not just in your mind, but it's like what you replay from yesterday mm. and your anxiety for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, imagine you're sitting here and you have your day, right? A full day, you have as much time as anyone else in the world, mm-hmm. right? So it's the people who are successful that are not focused on yesterday or worried about tomorrow, mm-hmm. that are present, can do what they need to do with effectiveness, efficiency, and grace. Mm-hmm. So that's really, I mean, you look at the professional athletes, you look at the professional businessmen, they have, in a sense, mastered their mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you look at, I mean, a good example, it's kind of funny, is you look at the, you know, these mafia heads, right? Mm -hmm. They have the most stillness of their mind. If you observe them, Mm -hmm. they're actually so still and silent within their mind, then they become intuitive. Mm -hmm. 
So the whole thing about mastering the mind, forget what you've learned or what you've, you know, trying to stop thinking or, you know, stop your thoughts or all this stuff. It's more about sensing the existing stillness that's between your thoughts. Mm. Okay. And you don't, and you don't like, you don't catch on to the thoughts, right? So say you're out fishing, you know, you cast your fishing net. If it, you know, keeps biting, 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 you keep casting and pulling up the fish, you're going to get a lot of fish. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Dalai Lama, all these expert people, they have thoughts. They just don't pay attention to them. They let them go. You just watch them and observe Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So about mastering the mind, there's a concept called shunya, which is contemplative meditative awareness. Mm -hmm which is the deep existence within the core practice of kundalini yoga. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the goal of an avid kundalini practitioner is to obtain this constant state of meditating without meditating. Love it. Where intuition happens. You don't have to say... When you think, and, and it's not becoming psychic. There's intuition and there's, mm-hmm. you can be trained as a psychic, but mm-hmm. intuition is the natural flow of being an intuitive about an event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in my experience, mastering the mind is not about, oh, I just have to stop thinking, stop thinking, stop thinking, and then right. you just keep thinking, right? You keep thinking about the monkey in the room if somebody tells you to stop thinking about the monkey. So there are specific practices to help you silence the mind and achieve stillness but it's a it's kind of like a muscle it's Mm -hmm. really like a muscle so it's not like you have to be overwhelmed to all of a sudden become arnold schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. right it it, you have to like just use the muscles that you have start flexing your biceps start lifting the one pound weight start you know if you have 10 percent more silence in your day Mm -hmm. you're going to be 90 percent more intuitive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to react way less. So there's this inverse relationship between intuition and reaction. So Mm -hmm. for listeners out there, if you want to become more intuitive, don't try anything, but just notice when you react. Mm -hmm. When you get stressed and you want to react, just observe yourself. Mm -hmm. Sit, breathe, feel in your body where you feel reaction. Why do you want to react? How does it feel? And if you react one time less out of 10 times in a day, Mm the first week, then the next week, maybe it's two less times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see, then you have this muscle trained, like all of a sudden your boss or whoever's in your face or your spouse or your kids or your best friend or boyfriend, girlfriend is bugging you and harassing you. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. All it is, is what trigger within you is causing some emotion to react. Mm This so is, that is that is in my experience. I mean, in different traditions, there's different aspects and different ways to master the mind. But in essence, it's I believe it's all about that union and to become intuitive and to become self-aware. Mm-hmm. So it must be helpful to be able to develop a little bit of being able to step, literally step back from yourself and observe yourself, somewhat disassociated in that situation. Well, really, you're observing your own self all the time. I mean, give me an example. What pisses you off? Um, like you don't have to, you know, really pisses you off, you know? Well, I had a situation yesterday when, when somebody in a group was asking about, um, well, some, was asking about actually what I do for a living. This is called podcasting. And somebody who has limited experience started like blurting out, uh, sort of a definition of what podcasting was and mm-hmm. and some other things and it's just like it 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 was upsetting to me because what he was saying was not true 
And right. here, here I am sitting here with 10 years of experience and as a part of a community. And anyway, it was just like, it just pissed me off, like you said. Right. So, I mean, take a moment. Do you want to take a moment? Yeah, sure. I'm doing and, this with and, you. And think about it, right? Think about that experience. Relive it for a mm-hmm. moment. If you need to close your eyes, close your eyes. And feel that what triggers what I hear is that it's not true, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this. So feel within your body where you feel it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Okay, you feel it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And now sense it and just observe it. And imagine the same person is like telling you the exact same thing again and in your face and you have 10 years of experience and this person has no idea what a podcast is and they're judging you and you feel judged and it's just not true, whatever they're saying. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so this this pattern within you probably exists within a lot of other things. It mm-hmm. probably trickles over to your personal relationships. It probably trickles over. You see what I'm saying? So now yes. we have this little root pattern, right? Mm-hmm. This is your main trigger of stress mm-hmm. or what you're reacting to. So anything that you feel is not true, you're going to have this reaction, mm-hmm. okay? Because you have this block within this your self-concept of what you feel Perhaps, I don't want to like read into it, like what Mm -hmm. it is or what it isn't, right? Mm -hmm. But it's more for you to sit within your own self to discover what within you feels not true. Mm Do you feel it in your throat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So here, so here, like the throat chakra, I'm a healer too, so I kind of sense intuitive healing. I can kind of sense what's going on as well. So within the throat, it's then your expression, your communication is going to be blocked. Mm So whenever you feel something is not true or that is triggered, you're gonna, it's going to affect your own communication. Mm-hmm. So in the end, it's only hurting you. Right, right. You see? So then I would give you, and I can talk to you after the podcast and show you a little career meditation to help you to balance the throat chakra for your communication so you can help resolve that core tendency of reacting to that not true. Mm-hmm. And that's... That is the essence of Kundalini Yoga. Very nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. Let's do a session <laughs> after the podcast. Sure, of course. <laughs> but, but then that's very real. This is yoga for you of how you can release your limitation of feeling stuck. Your, mm-hmm. your, something within you is intolerant, which is allowing the true experience and existence of another person. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't truly see... And hear this person, whoever this person was, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in your face, because you are having this reaction mm-hmm. based on your past experience. In other words, I'm not really present. Exactly. You're living in this old story of something probably when you're four or ten or something your father said to you, you know, that mm-hmm. just stuck in your psyche and held in your consciousness and awareness. And you are behaving and doing your whole life based on this inner concept in trying to avoid things that aren't true or trying to prove things that are true. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing that actually comes up in my awareness is yeah. a little bit of wanting to be right. 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 Well, that's great. So then you can further look at that and you mm-hmm. want to be right and, you know, frustration when you're not right. So, yeah, I'm happy to, you know, consult yeah, yeah. with you after. <laughs> I, ha- I had no idea this podcast was going to turn into a therapy session for me. <laughs> it's not, not therapy. <laughs> I'd like okay. to have people... Definitely not therapy. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm a yeah. yoga teacher and, you know, healer. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Did you want to talk a little bit about um, Yogi Bhajan? And, sure, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm really curious because um, you are a, you are a healer, and I guess you became his healer or one of his healers. Or I'll let you tell that story. Sure, of course. Oh, that's a long. Well, there's a lot of parts to the story, but. Let's see. I went to boarding school in India when I was eight for about eight years. Mm -hmm. And then I went when I was, you know, had no idea what I was going into. My parents stayed home at Florida. So I was in this British boarding school in India where, you know, I was just talking to my dad this morning. We would telegraph once a year. I would write letters, but they were edited. So we couldn't write that we're being starved and beaten and, the whole nine yards. <laughs> you were starved and beaten? Yes, I was. Oh starting gosh. at eight. I would pee in my bed and have a print of the quilt all over my body. They didn't wash the quilts. They would just hang them out to dry in the sun. So I slept in this urine-soaked mm. quilt the entire year mm. and had no way of contacting my parents. So, but And there was surprisingly no yoga or meditation at this boarding school. But Yogi Bhajan wanted to get us away from our away from sex, drugs, and rock and roll in America, and honestly, mm -hmm. probably our crazy hippie parents. Mm -hmm. So he sent us all to boarding school. So to make a long story short, I went to military school, Roswell Military Institute, New Mexico Military Institute, for two, my last two years of high school. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to live at home because I hadn't lived, I was 18, had never lived at home before. And wanted to experience a normal, I wanted to be a normal American college person. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to college, was living at home on the crew team, everything. And at the time, my parents wanted to send me back to India because they were concerned I was becoming too Americanized because I was having a boyfriend and not wearing my turban to school. And I was not, I was not practicing a yogic lifestyle. I was not a party mm. girl, but I was not, you know, with it, with it. Yes. So they sent me back to India for a year, and after I returned from India, Yogi Bhajan, he gave me a choice. He said, you can live your life and do what you want, and you'll be miserable, or you can come with me, and I will give you the universe. Mm. Hard to pass up. Hard to pass up. So <laughs> that was <laughs> when it started, and I just had taken a healing course Um with Guru Dev Singh, who is the current master of the healing tradition within Sanamars within Kundalini Yoga, I had no idea what I was doing, but I would go and just touch Yogi Bhajan's feet, and every day I would go see him, and he would just basically tell me that that was my position to keep, you know, touching his feet, and I would sit there and meditate sometimes for hours every day, and that was just kind of, it was just kind of a given. It wasn't a when I would see him again, if I sat down like anybody else, a visitor, he would get upset. And he's like, you're my healer. What are you doing? You're supposed to be healing me. So that kind of embarked on a almost 10-year journey mm -hmm. of really sitting in silence. And he would teach me in this deep, silent, meditative state. So there was rarely much instruction, but it's a deep healing within this silence of the shunya that I mentioned, of where you use your own meditative stillness within your own self and you release a resistance within you to heal the other person. Mm -hmm. very, so it's very not, it's not giving energy. It's not taking energy. So within my awareness, I sit and I, I feel the resistance within you. That's how I knew your throat chakra was reacting. 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not. So that's kind of how that happened. And I would do, I went, I worked all day. You know, I started out as a financial assistant to the manager of all the family corporations and worked my way up to the senior financial officer. I was overseeing 14 different CFOs for 14 different corporations. And at three o'clock in the morning, I would go heal Yogi Bhajan for a few hours, then go to work, come back home, go to college at night and on the weekends, had no personal life. Well, no, you know. (laughs) Right, right. I was, it was great. It was a great experience. I learned, I didn't learn anything, but I experienced a lot. Yes, yes. And that is a learning that is rare. Most people don't experience that. And you did that for how long? Um, when I was 18 to when he passed away in 2004, so almost 10 years. Oh, nice, nice. No, I, I actually get it um, only because I was in a similar situation for seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I don't really want to talk about it too much on the podcast. but uh, You can tell me about it later. Yeah, exactly. This one's about <laughs> you, you know. But it was just like, uh, it was uh, eh, about 15 hours a day, seven days a week for seven years with about 10 days off away from it. So um, mm, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was service is what it was. Right. That's what it is. You don't do your own laundry or even think about doing your own laundry or food shopping. You're there to serve and show up for whatever the master needs. Yes, yes. So wow, that's that's pretty impressive. So you said you didn't learn anything, but I suspect maybe you did. <laughs> if there was a takeaway, even one takeaway from that uh, period of time, ten years, what would, what was it? You know, that life is not perfect, but you are, mm. and you're perfect with your imperfections. You're perfectly perfect and imperfectly perfect. It's obvious you walk the talk. <laughs> that's nice. So what are you involved in, um, in terms of your, do, do you have clients? I know you do workshops and stuff. Mm-hmm. What, what's, yeah. what's, you know, I actually, um, is my day like, <laughs> Yeah. what is your day? Like you have a, you have a daughter and I have a daughter. She's nine. She does competitive rhythmic gymnastics. So we just started wow. the season in January. So three weekends a month, I'm sitting on the bleachers <laughs> either in the Valley or in San Diego, reading her on and supporting Fantastic. her, which has been great blessing to completely change the way I work. I used to be on a plane um, quite often around the world, mm-hmm. teaching and healing. And right now I'm excited. I'm working on, um, I just finished this WellCast. It's a 14-day de-stress program mm-hmm. for people who work in offices so oh, that's great. It's for corporations and for corporations with lots of employees. So they, it's everything seven minutes or less for intuition, for organizing your tasks, for eye strain, for any kind of stress related to work. Uh-huh. So just finish that. That's just fresh out there getting so I, started. So I, I, I'm just curious about that because I know somebody else that actually does gong healings mm-hmm. and they're actually putting together a program. Um, for, you know, basically doing gongs in uh, gongs in a corporate environment in terms yep. of gong healings. But what you're talking about is like seven minutes, and I'm I'm on the corporate offerings page. So yep. how does how's that been going in terms of corporations being receptive to it? Are, are they looking for that sort of thing, or is that? Yeah, absolutely. Because now wellness, everybody's on their phones, right? Yes. I mean, this is so new; it's not even on my website yet. So. Mm-hmm. 
I can send you the link later. Yeah, let's put it's, it. Let's make sure we put it in the show notes. Well, it's Wellcaster Pro is the app, and then you can go online and you know download the app and get the code. And mm-hmm. um, sorry, what was your question? Well, it's just how well it's being received in the corporate okay. environment. Well, it's really, I have a PR person that is just now starting to bring it to corporate wellness um, programs. So uh-huh. it's, it, but it's, the response has been good. And I'm actually going to be a, doing a teacher training to teach teachers how, who don't necessarily have the teacher training of yoga, but how anyone can, in their corporate environment, teach yoga. So it's really about how you present it. And if the stuff is, you know, beneficial, but mm-hmm. this, this program has a, a system where the whole like corporate can track the employees, how they're using it, when they're using it, they can give feedback. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a great yeah. kind of thing. So it's, it's fresh and it's just, there's these pioneers who approached me to do it. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of on the forefront of corporate wellness, mm-hmm. of how to make it more realistic. Okay, so people, I think it's a, it's a merging of, like you said, the gong healing in the corporation and the gym. So what is in between that? What is something that you know employees can do at their desks in seven minutes or less to feel better, to feel fresh? If you have a bright, fresh mind and brain, which can be you know, experienced after seven minutes of Kundalini yoga, you're going to be a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An example, I was a head of a big hotel conglomerate. I can't mention the name, but I was teaching a workshop in New York and the CEO came and he loved it so much. He said he never leads a meeting now without introducing the meeting with the three minute techniques. Nice. No, absolutely. I mean, it really starts at the CEO level of how, I mean, you want your staff to be intuitive. You want them to be on their best. You want to provide tools for them that's going to allow them to be creative. There are these techniques that are, or they're originally kept hidden in India. They were secret because they didn't want a billion people to be intelligent and intuitive. What else in your life in terms of a typical day? What else do I do? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by, you know, quite frankly, the single um, parenting and and um, alternative health tools to help people get through their life that may be challenging. Well, I've actually had a very challenging five years. I had I woke up after coming back from. Um, I mean, I think that's the thing is making this real. Like, I'm not better than anybody by any means because I've had this experience. I was at all. You know, I am have suffered um, quite a bit with chronic Lyme's. And woke up after coming back from Argentina with an exploding headache that lasted for three years. Hmm. And through those headaches is when I came up with the three-minute techniques because I was in so much pain to even sit and meditate for too long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really about, um, you know, how you can just connect to yourself. And my day is – so my day is – I mean, now I've – done financial management for 10 years and I'm an avid yogi and a single gym mom. (laughs) So (laughs) one day and I'm doing this new, not new, I've been doing it for like five years of healing homes and I heal heal hotels. So that helps, um, 
I love doing that. It uses my deep meditation awareness to help heal. That so, as you're an energy and you have restriction in your throat chakra, somebody mm-hmm. else's home has restriction in a certain place that is holding them limited, which could be from the previous owners or the projection of the people who live there. So I do this deep healing of homes and hotels as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, one day I'm off healing a hotel in Sedona. The next day I'm editing something. The next three days I'm driving to San Diego to watch my daughter's gymnastics. Uh-huh. So, so you're, you're not at a loss for uh, some level of uh, <laughs> many different things. You're not, right. in, in other words, you know, the, the way it's all running for you is like you're not, uh, you're, you're not doing just one thing. You no. like, you, and you probably like to be doing different kinds of things. As well, well, I'm a double Gemini, so I, oh, yeah. there I like. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, my ex-husband had drove him crazy. He's like, I'm like dealing with four people. <laughs> <laughs> so my daughter is getting kind of used to like, okay, if mama makes plans, they're going to change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. That's so, fine. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So I was going to ask you earlier is uh, um, what tip, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to call them clients, but what, what is the typical person that ends up uh, working with you? I mean, in terms of, you know, just what's, what's the average kind of person that you see or normally see? Well, there is, I find that there is no average person. Yeah, yeah, that was badly said. I realize that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, my clients range from people who can't afford my fees and I do donation healing to billionaires who have multiple private jets, Mm -hmm. politicians, you know, who and corporate hotel people who are having problems with their hotels. So, I mean, then there's yoga students who who are really passionate about self-development and they really Mm want to you know, venture to the next level of their awareness Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. people who have chronic illness because I've been there, done that, and still have to be careful and I'm still in it. You know, once Mm -hmm. you've had Lyme's, you're always careful with your diet and such. So would you, would you be willing to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Of course. Because I I know very, very little about it, but I, there's another, there's a friend of mine that actually has it and we haven't had a chance to talk about it. And I just like to know what your experience with it is. Well, the experience is that, I mean, anybody who's out there who's with any kind of chronic illness, and I actually want to write a book, another book of, you know, 101 ways to heal with the chronic illness, because there's so many aspects you have to look at, but at the same time, you have to stop looking. Hmm. If that makes sense, you Mm -hmm. know, like just this last year, I was dealing with the doctor that, you know, put me upside down, inside out. Every test was telling me everything that's wrong. And then the next doctor said, there's nothing really wrong with you. You're just stressed. Mm -hmm. So in the core root of any illness, there's like the same things. There's some emotion intolerance or some, some link that's holding the person in the illness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more you focus on that, the more you get it, right? Right. So you have to kind of get out of the victim mentality, which was huge for me. You have to get out of, you know, and each day is different. When you wake up with with Lyme's or with lupus or MS, people know it's like you don't have, somebody gave me this example, like some people normal wake up with 10 spoons, right? You have 10 spoons to spend in your day. Mm-hmm. With, of energy or just, you know, you can say 10 pens or 10 anything, right? Mm-hmm. You have an allotment when you wake up. When you wake up with limes, you have one. 
Mm. Like you're not, you're not just trying to do the dishes to do them. You have to use half of that one spoon to do the dishes. So mm. you have a choice to either do the dishes or leave them there to rot for a couple days because you really don't have energy to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a, it's an energy thing. It's, it's energy, it's pain, it's your mind goes crazy, you get depressed, you're on all these prescriptions that really maybe you shouldn't be on that are causing all these other reactions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but then each person is unique and it affects them in very different ways and you have these doctors that are cookie cutter just mm-hmm. giving the antibiotics or giving even, you know, homeopath- from antibiotics to homeopathics, right? Mm-hmm. There's a full range with all the herbs and I've done the allopathic and the naturopathic ways of really everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about, you know, the person wanting to get better as well. Mm-hmm. Because there's usually some unconscious part that it's very comfortable to be in that same place of a victim. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with it. Absolutely. Your, it becomes <laughs> your friend. Yeah. I mean, for me as well. It's like even though I'm you know, this yogi healer, I was so sick and I've been so sick. And it's like how to manage and how to live with it and how what you can live with, what you can't. And mm-hmm. you take it day by day. At the end, you have to surrender and trust in something bigger than you mm-hmm. and find a practice that really resonates with you mm-hmm. and question your doctors and get another opinion and eat healthy. Even if you don't, if everybody's eating pancakes, uh, this morning I'm eating quinoa and almonds and my dad and my daughter making fun of me as they're I'm making them sweet potato pie and breakfast links and right mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I have to eat super healthy mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. I don't want to eat the pizza I want pizza mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for right now I have to alkalize my system so mm-hmm. if you don't do that then it's an environment for you know the critters or the disease the disease is happens when there's toxicity or with the inflammation or there's you know, something that's disturbing the body's environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it usually starts in the form of some parasite, amoeba, mm-hmm. uh, bacteria is the root of all illness. Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned alkalizing. So yeah. is that helpful to Lyme? Oh, it's huge, hugely helpful. Alkalizing. Uh-huh. I mean, I could give Ramble you 20 things to do for limes. you know, the saunas and the rifing and um, diet is a big one. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you got to do ozone. Ozone is was really huge and transformational in my healing. Mm-hmm. But then you do that, and you you kind of feel better. And all of a sudden, one day you have two spoons, right? And then you do ozone, and you have minus spoons because you're herxing and you're reacting, and it hurts mm-hmm. to walk, and it, mm-hmm. your whole body hurts because all the bacteria and the you know whatever the spirochetes are like dying and they're reproducing. And I mean, it's just. I mean, it's told like this is like invented warfare disease. It's not a natural disease. Mm-hmm. It's worse. It's worse in my experience. And I've treated patients with cancer and lupus and all sorts of paralysis. But the people with limes, it's like this like thing that just. If I mean, my Lyme specialist said I will never be cured. It's in my DNA. Mm-hmm. When I left and saw somebody else, but that's really you know how you're kind of made to feel like you have this thing that's just wrong with you mm-hmm. and this thing that's just constantly attacking your system in some way and then you get rid of the limes like i'm rid of the limes but then you have all this other residue you mm-hmm. know of parasites and candida and 
heavy metals, and you've had this environment that allows the lime to exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got to deal with the soil after yeah. you get rid of right the right. <laughs> toxicity. Right. So it's insidious. Yeah, yeah. I you know I was reading a report this morning from the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. and they basically said for the first time um, what is not threatening humans. Um, in terms of disease and uh, viruses and things like that, as much as um, is toxicity. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of this stuff comes comes from toxicity. Right. Yeah, know. it's toxicity in your water and your yeah. environment and yeah. what you breathe and the chemicals we clean our bathtubs with and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. chemicals in the food. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, all of a sudden this builds up residue and... Mm-hmm. Boom, you get bit by a tick and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. undetected. You know, I was bit when I was 16 and it was really undetected. And the reason why I was had the paralysis when I was 25 was undetected limes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, this podcast turned into something really interesting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was, I had no idea what to expect. But. Yeah, well, this is the nature of it all and is why I love it so much. It's just uh, many things get revealed. So let me ask you this, is that if there was one thing you think that everybody needs to hear, what would that be in terms of a health tip, um, wellness tip, um, anything at all? That if you, if you had, if you had uh, one time to just like let everybody know something, what would it be? Hmm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I would say look into the mirror and look yourself in the eye and smile and say you love yourself. Nice. Self love. But, but, and, and say it until you actually feel it and believe it. And from that, when you can start to love yourself, like really love yourself, even with all your so-called imperfections mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you think or whatever, what you think other people think, mm-hmm. but really love, like love your disease even, love your experience, love like, you know, if something that isn't working or you're paralyzed or your arm doesn't work or this doesn't work, there's always somebody that's worse than you. Mm-hmm. And find them and help them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you help somebody who's suffering more than you, it puts your whole drama and your trauma in a whole nother perspective. Yeah, yeah. So we get so caught up and like even my, within my own self in my illness, like you get so caught up and think, oh, poor me. And then you go meet John or Sue or I, your name. I didn't mean to say John. Your name well, is John. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you meet John or Sue or John Doe and like you're like, wow. You know, and it's not to put them down, but it's to have compassion that they are suffering as you are suffering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you can love yourself and give that person a smile, you could change their day. Mm-hmm. You could be the one that mm-hmm. gives them hope to not, you know, go deeper within their depression. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I'm going to refer you. I don't know if you've listened to many, if you even listen to podcasts, but um, episode 31 titled From Shame to Shine, Flip Your Flaws. Yeah. It, it's a really good one that deals okay. with, you know, a woman that, you know, beautiful woman, um, a model who had a problem and created, um, you know, a problem, a defect in terms of her her beauty and everything else, and she completely turned it around. Her name is Renee Aria. But okay. it's it's a really good listen if you Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, I always like education, you know. Yeah. Sort of my thing. So uh, <laughs> yeah, good. Anything else you want to cover before we wrap? Hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> Not that I, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. We did. I think just be you, you know, for me, it's like, I'm going to be myself and allow the universe to serve you. So don't be in the stress of constantly trying to achieve and reachieve and, mm-hmm. You know, even in the process of yoga, I find, you know, in teaching tens of thousands of students, literally all over the world, the people on the yoga mat are more stressed because Mm -hmm. they have this additional stress to become enlightened. Oh, gosh. I might be one of the few people in the world that has no desire to be enlightened. (laughs) I'm serious. I don't. It's never appealed to me. (laughs) That's really interesting what you said. They put a lot of stress upon themselves. To be better, to be in a different place. To, yeah, exactly. So they're, you know, they feel great when they're at the yoga class and on the yoga mat, and in between, they are a mess. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's more of it's more of like a an awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're unaware most of the time, and then intuitive and feel good on your yoga mat, and the rest of the time, you, you see yeah, what I'm saying? It's like sure. how can you merge and bring that that depth and that silence and that awareness to everything you do. Right. Widening the, widening the context of it. Right. Right. And that process of widening the context is when, how the natural enlightenment happens by itself when you're not forcing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. So be yourself for, to all listeners out there, smile, look in the mirror, love yourself, smile at somebody else who you haven't smiled or you wouldn't normally smile. Mm -hmm. And find a practice that really resonates and works for you. It could be dancing. It may not be yoga or meditation, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't about trying to get you to meditate. It's about finding, you know, something simple as closing your right nostril and breathing through your left nostril. Completely relaxes the nervous system, causes, allows you to de-stress so you don't have to be doing yoga. You just plug your right nostril, (laughs) right? Uh, Yeah, it's really, really, really (laughs) simple. Really if you need energy and clarity and about to go into a meeting, then plug your left one you need, and you'll get energized and vitality and clarity. Wow, there's a lot here. And there's a lot on the website. And so that's basically www.mahankirn.com. But we'll have those that link in the show notes. Well, great. So are you, would you be up for a blab in a couple of weeks? I'd love to. Okay. I'll, uh, after the show's over, I'll, I'll uh, send you some information in terms of what it is and how it works. And do you have a Twitter account? I have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yes. Yes, I knew that, actually. I've been <laughs> but I want to let everybody know that they can connect with you. What's your, what's your Twitter handle, actually? Oh, it's my name, Mahan okay. Kiran. Mahan Kiran. Okay, great. So, yeah, love it. All right, good. Well, thanks for being here. I'm really glad that Lisa connected us because I, I got a better sense for yoga in general by talking with you and, uh, of course, uh, Kundalini more than I ever have in my life before. And it makes sense. And I'm really, it's just really nice to hear what you're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. I'll send you links. And for everybody else, come visit alternativehealthtools.com, the podcast site, and you'll see the links for this show and uh, sort of everything else we're doing. So until next time, we'll see you later. Awesome. Thank you, John.